Um, I just need to go bathroom. Oh my god, I'm recording and everything. Don't leave me. Don't leave me alone. It's fine. I'm all good. I'm all good. You left me, everyone. You left me. I don't know what to do. I guess I have to entertain you all. Um, I'll give you uh, my rendition of uh, aquatic ambience. If I could remember how it went. Um... I've actually completely forgotten what it sounds like. Hang on, let me play it. I'll sing along. You crazy maniac. What are you doing? Nothing. Hello everyone. Oh jeez. Welcome to the show. Sorry, I had to go. What what did I leave you guys with? He just came into the tavern. You, you just oh. came into the tavern, dude. <laughs> Come sit with me, lass. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of It's pretty busy Sunday. in here. Look at all the people. There's pe- Look at Zelda again. <laughs> We've got our regular studio audience. <laughs> yeah, Link's writing Zelda again. <laughs> I love that. I, I, every time I listen to that, it's great. All right. So good. How are we all doing, everybody? Did you do the intro or do you just like... <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what you're doing. I can't wait to listen back to it. <laughs> it's going to be the worst. Oh, no. All right. Well, I'm just going to do the intro, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to 8-Bit Bards. I am a Jamie and... I'm Cameron. You're a Cameron. There we go. Yep. And this episode is brought to you by 8-Bit Bards. And we're... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Al redundant. And we are going to talk about water music. Before we do, though, I wanted to talk about something random. Did you know there was a thing on YouTube? No. Of marble racing. Racing with marbles? Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I was going to bring it up in intro, but then you're like, the only <laughs> you thing, did your own thing. The only thing I ever did with marbles was like... You know, play for keeps, and you got to try and hit the other person's marble. <laughs> play for keeps. It's such yeah. a primary And it made thing. people all sad and angry. It yeah. was great. Um, like Pokemon, the game that oh, nobody played, but that everyone traded. Oh, yeah, that that too. People got mad over those. They did. Um, Digimon. But uh, no, I legit just looked at a video uh, a couple of nights ago where it's it's... Think of like the Olympics, right? But it's with marbles. And it's like racing. So it's like down like dedicated like lanes and stuff. And like there's someone comment uh, commentating over it. Oh, wow. They record the times. It is legit. Like I'm <laughs> not even sounds, kidding. Don't make a sport out of anything these days. It is crazy. It I mean, has, just look at Quidditch. It had 680 million views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got how many of those were tongue in cheek? You know, how many were like, I've got to see this kind of thing. Not 
man, I'm really into this sport. I don't. I was getting into it a little bit. They all they all have names as well too. Oh like they have teams and like like the Melbourne Cup. It's like it's like actual Olympics. It was interesting. It sounds amazing. Like they just start off with like the 100 meter heats, and then like I think they get into more elaborate ones as well. They have like spiral races as well. It's like oh going down a hole, and that's crazy. I loved it. So yeah, if you guys are interested, I, I can't remember what the video is called. It was a year old, but um, I'm sure you'll find it if you look up marble racing. There were there were heaps of them. It was crazy. Oh my god, I loved it. All right, let's get into the actual show. <laughs> Just doing a plug. It's it's brought to you by Marble Racing 2017, which is one year out of date already. We are talking about water music. We've mentioned this in the past. I'm pretty sure. We've, we've I think it was in relaxing music mainly that we mentioned. Uh, water stuff a little bit yeah with uh zora's domain i'm pretty sure yeah um which isn't on this list no it isn't because we try and avoid all the ones we've spoilers it's not on the list um but uh yeah so we get to get into some water music yeah all right um, pretty straightforward i would say with this um yeah underwater on top of water in yeah. the realms of water yeah we'll get into the finer details of like yeah. Like th- there is a slight difference with underwater stuff compared to whether it's on like a beach or something like that. Yep. Or, or something of a similar or regard. Waterfalls or under the water, deep sea, yeah, not deep it's sea. Quite interesting. So anyway, we're gonna start off strong. Oh. This is one of my favorites. This is. is from Metroid Prime. Uh, it's called Underwater Frigates Reactor Core, and it's by Kenji Yamamoto. Let's have Ooh. a listen. Oh, all right. You know, Metroid was the last place I kind of expected a water level to be in. Especially this one so tranquil, right? Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you haven't played much Metroid, have you? No, exactly. So I don't know why I'm not assuming anything. I just, I think because the whole idea of, you know, space, I think like, but, but you know, you go into different places. not very spacey. Pl- this one isn't very spacey. All the Metroid games aren't that spacey. There's some places like where sometimes you're on like an area that's like a um, very mechanical, you mm. know, like a... I'm not sure how to say it. Like, like space station like? Yeah, space station, that's it. Yeah. But uh, a lot of the time you really go to different planets and it's like an entirely... It's like uh, a planet uninhabited. So it's uh, like overgrown and things like that. You know? Like a bit of No Man's Sky. Although yeah. No Man's Sky is apparently good now. Yeah, apparently. well, they had time to work on it. That is true. Shows what a bit of love and care yeah. um, does to anything, including S- this, because actually, I really love this. Speaking of Space Station, oh, yeah. this is actually a really interesting song, because this is a space station. Oh. So at the start of the game, you go through a space station, and there's like there's this whole Eulogia Powers chase sequence at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, and then this actually crashes on a planet. 
Now what's super cool is when you find this area, it's completely submerged and you find out eventually that it was that space station that you ah. started on, but now it's sunken. And That's this is awesome. the music that plays in it. That's cool. So it's like a little bit of sense of mystery to yeah. it immediately. Um, but, but then it, you re you recognize it after a while of traversing through it. You're like, hang on a minute, this sounds this looks familiar, kind of thing. That's really cool. It is really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I really like it. And one of the things that we'll find with a lot of the water tracks, at least ones that I was exposed to, um, is that they are very atmospheric in terms of just being very open and tranquil. Yeah. So like, you got to find a lot of these tracks don't really have any. Uh, strict uh rhythms or melodies or anything everything's very open yeah very flowing um, like you, water yeah you got like different effects happening in the background um different like instruments coming in and out um there's no like strict melodies or anything like that no everything's coming in and out as it pleases and you often hear a lot of um piano when it comes to water. yes piano strings as especially well especially the high-end piano yeah, anything that kind of leans more towards that smooth, relaxing, tranquil kind of environment. Yeah. Um, also, the thing that kind of brings it in for me with Metroid and a, like going off what we were talking about earlier was the whole like spacey kind of sounds. Like a they not do so have much some space, of that, but like uh, like uh, what's the synthy effects? Synthy effects, yeah. But like the environment sort of lean towards like like mechanical, not mechanical, um, like. Extraterrestrial, I guess oh, you could say. Oh, yeah, yeah, like spacey noises. Like and something you'd find more in like a Star Trek-y kind of environment yeah. where it's like the unknown planets. Yeah, and... and this is like a merging of the two, really. Yeah. They've got the tranquil piano and nice synth, and then they've got like the little jittery effects in the background to bits of mechanical ear candy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention too that with water as well, like a lot of, uh, if we're talking just in terms of real life, a lot of the inhabitants of water are still yet to be discovered. Like if we go in the real deep water, oh, yeah. there's some it's crazy things down there. Like yep. you think about like how creepy hell's creatures would be. Like Pretty you haven't seen nothing with like underwater. Yeah, deep sea. Yeah, the abyssal depths is messed up. So like... I think it's interesting that, like, while water does have that tranquil, peaceful feeling, um, when you really think about the really hidden depths, it goes into, like, the creepy, mysterious That's side. That's right, yeah. It's it's a very interesting contrast it's with unknown. just one element. And, you know, unknown is scary a lot of the time. Yeah, it is. It is. But, yeah, no, I like it for those reasons. I think it's a nice blend, particularly in the environment, like you were describing. Yeah, all right. Do you wanna do you wanna say this one? I will do this. I love this temple. It's great. I mean, I actually do. Non ironically. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so this temple. To, all right. So let's well, say the thing. So it's Ocarina of Time. Is the game Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time? It is the water temple. Infamous. Water yes, temple. absolutely. It is Koji Kondo. I don't know why I had to look at that. I just wanted to make sure it was the <laughs> right composer. Ah, oh, I have good memories of this temple. This basically is the reason why it took me like 10 years to beat this game. <laughs> like I just had a break in the middle. And I'm like, nah, I'm done. And then came back to it. I'm like, there's a key there. <laughs> and then that was me. <laughs> that was my story. All, uh, right. all right. Well, let's have a listen and reminisce. Mm-hmm. 
I love that bit at the end. It sounds like someone's falling over the instrument. It does a little bit. <laughs> I, I like it though, because it's the melding of water and unknown temple, right? And yes. so they mix the ethnic instruments in and make it a cool melding of the two. And if there's anything you love, it's temples. I love temples. Desert temples. Basic. Specifically desert temples yeah, are my favourite. That's but... basically your heaven, is a desert temple. Yeah, I'd just make desert music for the rest of my life. If I could. If I could make a living out of desert music, I would. I know. I know, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, going a little bit off topic, I know a lot of people hate this temple yes. because it's perceived as very difficult. But I actually love this temple from a game design perspective. Mm -hmm. I think it's brilliant. And also... It's actually impossible to screw it up because the the dungeon, while seeming so random and like crazy, mm. it's actually incredibly linear. You can only ever go one place at any one time. That's interesting. I never really. I always thought at one point you could go through different locked doors, but it's, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, it's actually like almost a perfect design for a temple because no matter what you do it seems open and it seems like almost like open world yeah but in a temple but it's not but it seems that way and that's why it's brilliant because you can only ever go one way which means you don't get lost but it also feels like you have choices even though you don't really the illusion of choice yeah i feel like i've heard that somewhere before i can't remember <laughs> the illusion of choice when it's yeah not oh, really yeah you've heard that from like you know Mars bar or whatever owns like every chocolate bar ever and there's the illusion of choice between like <laughs> Snickers and Mars bar but really you're just buying Mars bars products that's good I, that. <laughs> I think it's it's also like the dialogue in any Zelda game where you yeah. say like yes or no <laughs> yeah. like no is like oh do you want to hear that again yeah, a, <laughs> do you want to maybe not hear that sometimes again or often maybe <laughs> and they're like ah <laughs> I don't think you heard me clearly enough <laughs> like, yes or no yeah. Um, um, yeah. I also like how gentle this piece is. Yes, definitely. Compared to a lot of other temples, actually, which are... Um, I know the forest one and this one's kind of mellow a bit, but a lot a of the other ones one. are very... Uh, either creepy or a bit more rhythmic. Or uh, Well, there's yeah. not a lot of combat in this temple, actually. It's actually quite spaced out. Just some clams. Yeah, from just some clams. Clam. Yeah, no, I, I really... The, the one thing I take from this is the whole atmospheric... Um, everything's spaced out, like we're mentioning with the last one. Mm -hmm. um, and it really just gives you a time to kind of get immersed in the place that you're in. Yeah. It doesn't need to be busy, especially for temples, because uh, with Zelda temples, you tend to spend a lot of time in them. You don't yep. really need anything that's going to be too rhythmic or... Yeah, but it's um, different because it's a departure from the uh, uh, the style of the series. Yeah, in definitely. in all the 2D games, it was all melodies. Oh, like, yeah, of course. Until definitely. this one, and then, they did, and, and then from that point forward, they made it very um, atmospheric instead. Yes. Uh, it, interesting change. In a different direction, yeah. But then um, you go back to... Um, oh, sorry, you go forward to mm -hmm. Link Between Worlds... And it's gone back to that style again, where it's yes. got melodies and everything. I wonder if it's got anything to do with the whole, like, because that's an isometric one. Yeah. Anything to do with, like, the whole 3D aspect or 2D. It might. Like, it leans more towards, you know, whether it's got more, like, yeah, um, 
uh, what, what would I describe the 2D ones? Like not arcadey, chiptoony kind of. I guess it kind of is a little bit. I guess because um, they've considered the 3D ones a bit more realistic, and yep. so they want it to be a bit more. Um, they want it to feel like you're there a bit more. Yep. Whereas the 2D games are a bit more arcadey, they're a bit more video gamey. So they're like, let's just make sure they have a good time and play some good music. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yep. I can see that for sure. All no, right. it is a nice. Uh, it is a nice. It is a really nice. Um, so the next one um, is uh, in the 8-bit style. Yeah. Or 16-bit. actually don't know. I think it's probably more 8-bit. It sounds more 8-bit, but like it's not like it's, probably be, it, It's probably more fake-bit, let's be honest. But, there you go. But um, anyway, it's called uh, Mysterious Water from the game 1001 Spikes. And the composer is Rustjet One. I'm pretty sure he's very active in the indie uh, indie community these days. Mm-hmm. So let's have a listen. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, now remind me, because I know you said one of them was like this. Uh, is this the waterfall one? Yes. Or is, uh, it is the waterfall that, one. So that's <clears throat> the descending sort of synth line yes. there reminds me of a waterfall, and, and it's, it's shown visually as well. Yeah. So there's like waterfalls in the background and level, and yeah. Okay. So it, is any of it underwater, or is it all like just watery? I wouldn't say so. It's a very watery environment. Yeah. Okay. It's um, interesting, kind of like a not flooded but almost flooded temple because it's a platformer. If because you don't actually know this game, do you? No, like I've seen little bits here. It's and a there. really brutal platformer. Yeah, it looked pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay, so um, well, firstly, I want to bring up the fact that um, you know, when you think of water, you don't immediately think of eight bit, but obviously, water levels did exist in the eight bit era. That's right. Um, so. I, I kind of want to just bring up briefly the uh, the whole underwater theme from Mario Brothers because that was yeah because we had the kind of choice of these two um, kind of went for this one because it was a little bit more interesting I guess you could say a little different a little different um, but they're both relevant because it, it makes you wonder like what makes it water when it's such piercing 8-bit sounds yeah <laughs> um, and I think like well like everything it's the rhythm Absolutely, and I think the time signature In this signature case, it's the melody, such. though. That's the interesting thing. Because it matches more the waterfall yeah. thing that you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. But I think also, like, the time signature, when I was thinking about it, like... Because it's still very... When we're thinking about the Mario Brothers one, it's still very arcadey, you know? They were only just experimenting, like, making a like a story-based game, I guess. Like, yeah. loosely story-based games um at that point because before then obviously it's just like high score games so it's still very arcadey still yep. got to keep it to that you know up it's the first time i guess they're really putting like 
like actual music behind it because if you think of Atari Atari doesn't really have like music behind no the, any of the games and it's non-existent it's basically sound effects and stuff exactly um so yeah it's like well how do we approach it with that um it has a very uh like three four is the well, time a, signature well, it's a waltz waltz there we go that's yeah. what I was thinking of yeah waltz um and you think of waltzes as very flowing and water yeah. is very flowing yeah, it, and it's a very like they're very creative. When you when you're limited in your palette, you have to be creative, and that's what they do. Like they yeah. go, well, what can I do? I uh, water's flowing. What else is flowing? And they think, well, a waltz is flowing, and so they try yeah. it, and it and it works. Like, yeah, as long as you like, they suck it still to that arcadey style, um, and uh, yeah, put like did it as a waltz, and it fits. It fits well enough, and that's what I kind of think about when I hear this one is that it's still got that that flowing feeling to it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like all the notes kind of ring out a bit longer too. So yeah, again, that whole watery aspect, it's not like But not too much. Not too much. Because that would be ice. Yes. Exactly. Oh yeah, there we go. Ice. It's getting cold in here. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so you got that. And then, yeah, like you mentioned with the whole waterfall-y kind of aspect to yeah. it. Falling um, notes, falling lines. Yeah, so a very interesting, like, it, it's very hard to approach uh, 8-bit water levels, but this is kind of how they've done it, or at least how we've noticed how they've yeah. done it, so... it's very cool, very creative. Intriguing. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to to that? Uh, no. No, I think that's fine. I'm happy with that. Cool. I'm Let's happy move with on. that, too. Uh, th this one's yours. Oh, yeah, it is, too. Let me get the composer up. Because I can't remember anything. So this is uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Now, I was actually kind of surprised because there are a lot of ones that, you know, you could use as water from this because I guess the whole concept is based around water for this particular uh, Mario game. Mm. But um, only a few really kind of grabbed out to me. Yeah, that were a bit more watery. So uh, yeah. the one we've got here is uh, we've got Deep Sea of Meh. Meh. Deep Sea of Meh. Meh. Or... Um, <laughs> And it is uh, done by Shinobu Tanaka. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's from Mario Sunshine. Let's have a listen. interesting rhythm change there suddenly out of nowhere i don't think it has a time sig signature the, that the lead instrument just goes you know what shut up <laughs> i'm gonna do something weird and just goes for it i'd imagine if it was actually done by like live instruments and someone just starts playing everyone else is just looking at them like <laughs> and says nothing but like, it's like and, what, and then they get back in notice they get back into then, it like, and everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm surprised you hear like a muffler. Good morning, don't. 
Uh, not that it sounds bad, mind you. It's just it's jarring. Hilarious. It's just like, wait a minute, what? When you when you're listening to it in isolation, you probably wouldn't even notice it when you're playing. No, I don't think so. It's interesting. It's a very nice song though, very tranquil, except for that one bit where the, <laughs> he just goes, nah, this is my show now. <laughs> where one instrument goes rogue. <laughs> it's kind of cool though, it's it unique. Is. I mean, like, it still fits the environment. I guess, you know, the whole idea of going rogue in a track is sort of water <laughs> it's fitting. Funny. <laughs> it's actually, it reminds me a little bit of, um, going, this is going to Desert Temple, but like, yeah. uh, in uh, the Spirit Temple in Ocarina of Time, where oh, yeah. that that sort of duduk or whatever it is, that instrument, it's like, mm. dun, dun, oh, yeah. and just like, just kind of does its own thing. And <laughs> like, that's the only instrument that's there, and everyone has to look at them like, is he gonna do it? Is yeah. he gonna go that bit? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, change the chord. There we go. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's wait another 40 seconds for him to do his thing, and then we'll yeah. go to the next bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Now, did we decipher if this is the actual, like, waterfall level or no, if this is in the bottle? No, we totally forgot to look that up. I think uh, while you're talking about it, I'm actually going to look it up, so... Right. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, the song is very open space, right? Like, just like we were talking about before, um, there's not a lot going on at any one time. There's just some, like, chords in the background. And meanwhile, there's just maybe one instrument, maybe two playing at the same time. Not too much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, look at this guy. What? This isn't what I wanted. Yeah. Well, he's just looked up the moon. The lunar mare. That's not what I wanted. Deep sea of mare. Deep sea of lunar mare. The lunar maria are large, dark, balsetic <laughs> planes on Earth's moon formed by ancient, ancient volcanic eruptions. I could go forever on the Wikipedia page, but if I want to look up Lunar Mare... Go back to the damn song. That's alright. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. But on the, I don't know why I looked that up. There's a remix? Don't look at the remix. This is not the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's cool, though. Wait. You're going rogue. You're like that guy <laughs> playing the instrument. <laughs> Still the picture of the... Oh, that's a shark. <laughs> All right, I think we're done here. Why we could trigger mass extinction? I think it's there's just, a picture I, of a shark. <laughs> I think it's just. What just, is this? It's just, don't even. Moving on. <laughs> it's a good song. Well done. Yeah, so it's over the bottle or the uh, under Noki Bay. Yeah, one of the one of those two. <laughs> okay. Why were there horses in that? Don't don't. I'm clicking off it. Stop it. There we go. We're back to this. Okay. That's hilarious. Next song we've got for you is the uh, Dia Dia Docks from Super oh. Mario 64. Now, this is a very well-known track. Everybody knows this one. Yeah. Unless, in case, I mean, if you don't know it, then you should probably listen to it right now. <laughs> in fact, you will. You wanted to say something a lot more cruel. Like, I, I no, know I, no, I'm really a nice person, I promise. We love everybody. Anyway, the composer is Koji Kondo. Mm. Everyone knows he's my boy. Yeah. Um, let's have a listen. Sounds good.
so funny. So I did. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I honestly didn't even listen to the song because <laughs> we were so distracted. But we've heard this song so many times. In fact, I know how to play it on piano, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, but literally ten seconds into it, into that song, he's like, "Dude, it must be exhausting <laughs> being my friend." <laughs> I was like, "Where did I come from?" <laughs> It's probably correct. I'm a pretty exhausting person to hang out with sometimes. I mean, I just looked up something about a, I don't know, a shark or a moon. I don't even know what, <laughs> yeah, what it was. Yeah, the of the podcast. The mare. <laughs> oh, that's why I was horse, because it was mare. Yeah, oh, Mare's a horse. Oh there God. we go. Yeah. That's what it was. I Video followed. games are their song titles. That's mare. funny. I absolutely love this track. Everybody does. You can talk about it for a bit. Um, and then I'll talk about it for a bit. I mean, I've heard it so many times, actually, I'm not sure what to say. Like, it, it's, um, from an al analysis perspective, it's just a really good tune. Like, it, it's fairly simple, too. There's not a lot to it. Mm. Um, and the chords are really open. There's nothing, like, major or minor about it, really. It's, it's, um, just, like, open, like, power chords and stuff like that, just on the piano. And... Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much more to say. Like, it's a brilliant song, but... I mean, if you think about it in terms of uh, when this game happened in, like, video game history, obviously we talked about the 8-bit era yeah. with uh, their approaches to that. Obviously, they're very limited with the, the palette that they could use. Yeah. 16-bit um, kind of, you know, improved on that a bit. You know, we could finally start adding a lot more different palette to this. When we went to this 64-bit console... It really opened up. Well, the MIDI options. started getting a lot better. Yeah. Around this time. Absolutely. And so, like, they had like a huge avenue of approach to to water music, and so they could really go <laughs> crazy on the on the palette and really like dive deep into it. The thing I really love about this, more than like, like th that really revolutionized I think water music was the whole adaptive soundtrack aspect to it. Yeah, that's the true. The fact that like. You start off with just that synth, and I love that synth. Every time I think of water music, I think of that sound. Yeah. I think it just had such a huge... It just flows so nicely. Yeah. It had a huge impact on everybody nostalgically. And, when... sorry, yeah. uh, it's high register, but not high enough to be ice, you know? Yes. It, it's, it's just tingy enough to be water, but not ice. And I think it helps too. They always have those, uh, the lower octave. Yep. Of that instrument always there, even yep. though they've got the melody on top. Yeah. It's like the counter melodies sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I love the adaptive soundtrack aspect. The fact that like when you go down in the water, the strings come in. It's just such a... I think it just adds to the whole openness of the water. Yeah. It's like it's like that level. I'm referring to the first level of Jolly Roger yeah. Bay. Yeah. Um, as opposed to more Die Die Docks. Um, which still has this aspect, but it's really evident in Jolly Roger Bay. Yeah, it's like a journey in just that yeah, little level. You're on the on the surface. You got the main melody synth instrument there. You go into the water. The strings come in. It's all open and just amazing. You got that stupid eel there. Yeah, with that with that star on its tail. <laughs> um, and then you go into that cave. And the drums come in. Yeah. And it gets really groovy. And kind of intense because those I, pillars are falling down. And, yeah. 
I'd, al I'd almost forgotten that it was adaptive soundtrack, actually, because I haven't played the game in so long. Yeah, but, um, it's, it's stuck in my brain so well. It's probably one of the first times I really noticed adaptive soundtrack in any kind of game yeah. that I could think of. That was really evident like that. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. it. It honestly felt like a journey in just such a small level. Like, in comparison nowadays to a small level. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just so nice. The palette's really good. Strings and all of that. It's just... Uh, it was really nice. Yeah. Really, really nice. So as for the next track... Before we do that, man. Oh, you were going to do the Jamie segment. It's my, it's oh. my, uh, what do we start? Let's talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. My body's ready. All right. Time to take a break. This is brought to you by me and uh, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to get straight into it now. All right. Now, one thing I noticed with my list particular, we kind of broke it up a bit with your list because uh, you happen to have more examples of this. I had a lot of Nintendo stuff. Yep. And, like, that's just obviously due to the fact that I was exposed to a lot more Nintendo things that are more relevant for this topic compared to, uh, you know, PC or PlayStation or Xbox or anything like that. But I understand there are a lot of games out there that would be relevant for these kind of things. Um, so I kind of wanted to highlight a particular game that I thought... Um, is relevant for this topic and we'd never really be able to bring it up again. Why are you smiling at me like that? <laughs> what are you expecting something? Is this going to be wave race? No, you're wrong. Okay. You are wrong. <laughs> Dead wrong. Um, no, this is, uh, cause no, that's Nintendo. So what would I be talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I never played it. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. So I just want to highlight something because, uh, one thing with this game that I'm going to mention is that it doesn't have an outstanding piece of music. And it has more of an outstanding overall soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And I kind of compare it to like a sports team. I know how much you love sport. But um, whenever you have a sports team that has a really outstanding player, um, it still may not win, right? Yeah. Because one outstanding player doesn't mean the whole team's got to do really well and win. Yeah, Gary Ablett's just not good enough. <laughs> there you go. That's some sports <laughs> knowledge there for you. Um, but an overall, uh, you know, high, slightly above average team is going to do a lot better. Yeah. Overall, right? And that's where I feel this soundtrack comes into it. So let's talk about Bioshock. Oh, because that game I've never played. I don't, yeah, but you've played Infinite, haven't you? Or yeah. two? I played Infinite. You played I Infinite. played a little bit of 2, but I couldn't get which, through it. Which is more Sky than anything else. Oh, yeah. It's Sky everywhere. So, uh... Except for the end where you get drowned. Spoilers. Oh, jeez. Interesting. I gotta play that game. <laughs> I gotta play that game. Um, but yeah, so Bioshock had a huge impact on me. At first, I, I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't really like the difficulty. Um, the guns were stupid in that game. But, uh... Then I got into it. Objectively and like, speaking. The the, yeah, I guess for the era, you know, it kind of makes sense with the game, uh, the guns being that dumb. Yep. But uh, when you get further into that game, it just draws you in more and more. And the thing that kind of keeps it all together, that cohesion, is the music that it uses Interesting. in that game. It's so good. Um, like the, It's got a heavy influence on the strings, which definitely suit the 50s, 60s environment yep. and really adds to that creepiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just absolutely love that. And that's why I say that, like, it's one of those soundtracks where I can't really remember 
one particular song or like composition from that game. Yep. It's just the overall impact. Um, yeah, the overall impact. Um, they do include little uh, like I guess you could say pop songs at that time that would fit a 50s, 60s era. Yeah. And that makes it definitely creepy. It's that whole like radio aspect, you know, something you'd find in like Fallout or something yeah. like that. Um, but overall, it's a lot of strings, a lot of those uh, horror, avant-garde, uh, like string techniques yep. um, that you would yeah, find cool. in a lot of horror things. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. It's really, really interesting. Well, um, I mean, it's just like the that idea that... Um, they add up to more than the sum of their parts, if that makes sense. Like all the songs to yep. together, yeah. Um, th- it it's a different kind of impact where it's like a. If you're at the point where the music's carrying you through the entire game, mm. uh, slowly but surely, then that's a very interesting effect. That it, it's not on a case by case basis. It's yep. not like oh man, this song rocks. Next song, oh this one rocks too. It's just like yep. the overall feeling immerses it, you in the game it, it reminds i think it should remind every composer and every gamer that in the end while music is awesome and we obviously love music that's why we're doing a podcast on it yeah but in the sense it is only there to assist the entire game it is there to enhance enhance the emotion the enhance the emotion enhance the impact and it doesn't need to be like something that really stands out it can be just there yeah. It can be there just to push it forward. Just to well, make it, it really... Well, it also depends on the game, yeah? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, it depends. Like, because if you had that for a Donkey Kong game, it'd be a bit weird. It would be really weird. A different a different element. But then again, that that's assisting the kind of... It's it's playing its role. Yes. And that's what it's doing exactly. It's, it's really important for the music to play its correct role. Yeah. And in, in this kind of horror aspect game, it's playing it perfectly, hmm. I would say. Now, another thing I wanted to bring up with this, uh, with Bioshock, and it's kind of a shame, oh. actually. What's that? What? Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> Anticipate what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> the, uh, particularly with this one, is that when I was looking up the soundtrack, because I wanted to find one piece to play from it. Um, one piece? One... <laughs> Shut, <laughs> up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scissor kick you. Um... <laughs> Um, is that like I was trying to find any sort of piece of music to kind of play yeah. for, for one piece of music. Play the hidden song. <laughs> um, now the thing that okay, I'll play it first and then I'll mention why it's a little bit of a shame, I guess you could say. Let's go. Don't, I'm not looking. Don't look because oh, my eyes are closed. There. Let's go. Cool. It's called the ocean on his shoulders. Oh, I know this one. You do? Come no. On. beautiful is that what is it i know it hmm? what is it 
Oh, oh I, that's I don't Bioshock. Think... Yeah, that's Bioshock. Yeah, so I'm just playing you a piece of that, yeah. I know it. You know it? You've heard it? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. S is this at the end of the game? This... Okay, so here's where the biggest shame is. It's the start of the game, but this whole bit you're hearing doesn't actually happen in the game. You hear bits of it, the start and the end. Um, this is like the plane bit at the start where like you basically crash land into the water and you end mm -hmm. up at the lighthouse before you go into the actual, uh, okay. into Rapture, um, which is like the main area, yep. that underwater bit. Um, and so as this bit's happening, like the, the bit here, the plane starts to crash. Um, it's a real shame because you don't get to hear any of this. Really? And sound effects and stuff overtake it or? No, it's just like, it's only like 20 seconds of this song. Out. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out where I've heard this before, and mm. I've got two possible things. Either I've heard a remix of it. Yeah, possibly. Or, or it's in Bioshock Infinite. Maybe. That could be, that definitely could be it. Because like, I would imagine with such a piece called The Ocean on His Shoulders, yep. that would probably have something like the sky on his shoulder. I don't know, like something well, similar. Well, there is a watery part in that game, so... It could be a reference to that. Could be. Then. So, um, it's a beautiful piece of music, Yeah. if I haven't already made that clear, which I don't think I have, but it, it, it's it's very nice, and whilst I don't necessarily think listening to it in isolation sounds like it's water, it's the kind of song that would, if, if water is in front of you, it would sound like water. I agree with the whole water thing, and I guess that's, it's not really like... I guess that's not the reason why I was bringing it up as such. It's kind of like a summary of the whole soundtrack. The right. fact that it has those very mellow, slow bits. Like when it gets really like hopeless yeah. in the in the uh, in the game, and then you got obviously that horror bit at the start, which yeah. definitely happens. But at it many is a points. little bit. It's a little bit uplifting at the same time, though. It's yeah. quite nice. Um, but yeah, like I said, it may not sound like water, but if you were underwater and this song played, you'd be like, this fits. Yeah, for That's sure. That's the thing. In isolation, it's not water, but in context, it totally can be. Absolutely. But yeah, I think like overall, like it was a shame that they didn't have this. As far as I'm aware, they didn't have this in any part of the game in its entirety. That's a shame. Which, like, I just... Maybe it's I, in Infinite. Maybe you should play that. I I'd really should. I really should. Um, Excuse me if I'm wrong about that. Like, I actually have no idea, but... Yeah, I'd, I I've mean, heard this matter. song somehow, and I haven't played Bioshock, so... Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, like, overall, I guess I just wanted to highlight that Bioshock has a really amazing overall soundtrack, and I think it was important to bring it up. Maybe especially I'll play since, it one day. Like, yeah, I, I think it's worth it. Um, especially since like, I'm not sure aside from maybe horror games, when we could bring this up again, mm. cause it's water-based. That's really it. I don't know how else oh. we could bring it up at a point later on. We could talk about Bioshock as, as a whole. That would be interesting. But yeah, but I'd probably have to play it first. I'd probably have to play it again, to be honest. Dude, I'd, oh, I'd love the plot of that game. It really like plot twists are awesome in that game. I love it. Um, so what were we up to? This one. This is my one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, alright, cool. So, next song that we've got, going back to the list... <laughs> I just noticed the next couple we've got. Did we do that on purpose? Uh, no. <laughs> the, the, spoiler right, alert, it's, get ready for a lot of Donkey Kong. <laughs> so, um, 
This song is from Donkey Kong Country 3, Double Trouble, and it's called Waterworld. And this song is written by Evelyn Novakovich. Yes, which not we David Wise. Yeah, interesting. We got no David Wise this time. I mean, David Wise did a few of them. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, yeah, mainly it was uh, Evelyn. So uh, yeah, well done. All right, let's have a listen. Sounds good. menacing tone in this one yes which i guess is kind of fitting going coming from bioshock which is a bit menacing as well a bit more horror yeah i know this isn't exactly horror but it does yeah have that more menacing intense aspect to it i i personally love this track um and now i'm specifically referring to a, a level in that game where it's completely dark and you have to like poke these light fish to brighten up the area and then quickly get through the next section before mm. it goes dark again and you can't see anything. Yeah. Um, and I think this music fits it perfectly. Yep. It's just, it's still open and, and nice and quite like um, stretched out, I would say. But there's just that element of creepiness in the little yep. piano melodies here and there or synth melody uh, melodies. But um, yeah, I think it's just enough intensity to make it kind of creepy mm -mm. while still it still sounds nice to listen to yeah absolutely yeah it's in g minor too i just realized oh. just listening to it you um, and your perfect yes yeah. <laughs> i was trying to pick because like yeah i think that's the main note there which is uh oh wait no mm. hang on oh no i might be wrong i think you missed it Oh, I don't know now. I'm gonna to have to figure that out later. Sorry, guys. I feel, I feel embarrassed. Oh no, it's not like no one will know. <laughs> oh, you never know, man. Someone's, yeah. someone's gonna be in the comments, even though we don't have comments. Yeah. Or like there'll be in a review, it'll be like one out of ten. Yeah. Someone, Episode some... seven. Jamie's wrong. Yeah. That's all they'll say. Some dude who's got 99 years of experience, but's <laughs> only 16 years old. 99 years experience. Um, yes, and it's interesting. We we gravitate towards different levels in terms of feeling impacted with this because i like i mentioned to you earlier i think of the one the level where uh you've got the fish following you and you've always got to feed it yeah and if you don't feed it with other fish then it starts attacking you yeah which is another creepy thing it's something that just follows you around i guess um overall like the whole aesthetic of this level being like the reef sort of environment and even comparing it to like the the previous water levels in other donkey kong games mm. It has more of a menacing uh, variety of enemies, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, the clownfish are really creepy. 
you got like those weird shark kind of things. Yeah, like barracudas or whatever. Yeah, I think they're barracudas actually. Um, I know there's like sharks in like the original one. Swear, there's a window there. I'm gonna throw you out of this. Barracuda. Ooh, barracuda. Don't bring, don't bring heart into this. Is that, is that who did it? Heart? I have no idea. I think it's heart. Um, but yeah, no, I like the, uh, the creepy aspect, um, the whole echoey environment of, like, the, the instruments. Yeah. Um, going to that whole watery sort of, which is kind of weird. Water doesn't really no, echo. Water doesn't, uh, but that's the kind of feeling that it suits. It doesn't make any sense from a scientific point of view, but, I wonder you know what it free. is? It's the flowingness of it. It's because it makes it flow more. Yes. It's, it it's not mystery. because of how sound actually sounds in water. It's because water flows, therefore the music must flow. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Could obviously also be the whole, like, cave-like environment, I guess, because caves echo. That's true. Um, it is, like, a very enclosed area. Yes, it is. It is. Um, interesting. But, yes, I like the... It's definitely a different tone to uh, the other two. Hmm. I know the other ones are a little bit creepy too in an aspect, but uh, yeah, this one definitely especially yeah. has a creepy tone. And speaking of Donkey Kong, we got another one. What a surprise. Yay. All right. Everyone knows this piece. I would hope so. It is a beautiful one. And it's probably the, I would say the most well-known or at least the, definitely the most remixed. Um, yeah. And yeah, one of the most well-known oh, ones, aside from for, the main melody. Except for Stickerbush Symphony. I reckon oh. that's the probably most well-known one. Yeah, of course. Um, but from Donkey Kong Country 1, 100%, this one. Definitely. So yeah, it's Donkey Kong Country 1, Aquatic Ambience, and it is by David Wise, which I was just highlighting to you then. Um, Evelyn also did a few of the... Uh, of the tracks from Donkey Kong Country. But yeah, some um, of the good ones too. Some of the really good ones, like Northern Hemisphere. Why didn't she keep one. working? I don't know. She did only like the Donkey Kong games, like did a few things here and there. And then I don't know where else she's gone to now. Um, she might've just was doing another job and just sort of helped out. Yeah, I, I guess so. But um, yeah, it's a shame because she actually like, not only did she do some really good tracks, she really matched up well with David Wise's style. Definitely. Or, like, they both, like, collaborated really well Yeah, on both of it. So it's really good work. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, Aquatic Ambience by David Wise, Donkey Kong Country 1. Let's get into it. You know what I just noticed? 
That little drum they got, it's like... It's like that yeah. golden eye sound effect. Like that sonar, like... like oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was exactly like that. It is. It and is they probably detuned a tambourine like four octaves to get the sound. Well, it is rare again, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just grabbed the same like. Apparently, because uh, they they actually asked him on that episode of Game Grumps, what is that noise? And he said it was like a default synth on like some synthesizer that he was using at the time. So you know, it's that accessible. Yeah. Creativity found in strange places. Yeah. Oh, what can we even say about this one that, like, hasn't been mentioned in everything else in history? Well, I mean, it's the epitome of a water song. Yeah. Because every every single thing about it is flowing. Because there's echo and reverb mm. on every instrument. The entire the entire level sounds submerged, you know? Hmm. Yep. Agreed. This is a very long song, too, for, like, a Super Nintendo. Or, like, just it is. for this time. Um has a lot of variety in it. Yeah. It's like a journey in itself, this this composition. I think that's why it stuck out for a lot of people. <laughs> um, it is very spacious and fitting to the environment. Yeah. Of water and all of that. Um, and lots of this. interesting sound effects, like you were doing the motions for them. Yes, oh yeah, I was doing like, I was doing the hand motions for the, uh, like the, like a wave asset, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's well, fun. this is a lot better than my rendition that I did at the very start of the episode that you didn't hear. Oh, so <laughs> Dude, spoilers. Who ruined it? I wanted to hear that. Damn it. That's what I was laughing about halfway through the song. Oh, man. I was like, man, I, ho I hope it's not too bad. Because, like, I know it's really bad, but I hope it's not so bad that it's unlistenable. <laughs> we'll find out. I'm sure we will find we'll, out. We'll see it in our reviews later. Yeah. <laughs> Unsubscribed. <laughs> yeah. Like, Terrible singing. Get a, get, an, uh, get an email from iTunes like, your podcast has been removed. <laughs> yeah, because of offensive content. Yeah. <laughs> offensive content. I wouldn't be surprised. But um, yeah, I agree with the whole submerged aspect. It's got the right palette for water. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, it's hard to kind of comment on because it just matches so well. And we've kind of already mentioned a lot of the aspects earlier on it's got that whole creepy openness that fits the unknown environment mm. that we're in yeah it's the first time like you're hitting a water level you're coming across those fish the sharks uh, you got the octopus that goes around in a yep. square like shape um only squares doesn't like circles it's only yeah, well, squares. they couldn't program circles. Well, sometimes it's a figure eight or the infinite sign so it's yep. depending on which way you look at it <laughs> um yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's a just strange um, tangent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it works. It's just such a nice. There's a piece. reason why it's it's so well remembered, and everyone knows this track, and everyone's remixed it a billion times. Because if there's anything I've learned from all of my artwork and drawing lately, mm. it's that the details aren't as important if the form is strong and the the original idea is strong it will carry it and yeah. i think that that's the case here this song isn't super complicated no but it's got all the ideas it fits perfectly and yeah. that's what counts the form and structure is there it's got it's enough ideas yeah in it it's 80 percent of the work takes 20 percent of the time yeah and then they put in the finer details but they've already come up with a masterpiece by that point. Simple is uh, is the better way to go. Like yeah. simple and then 
enhance it from there. Yep. You don't want to like start off with 10 to 20 different ideas and try and compact it into one minute of music. Yeah. It's really hard. But yeah. And I guess that's why it's such a long song, right? They were free. F he was free flowing with it. He was just like, I'm not going to rush to get to my ideas. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to finish this idea before I move to the next section. And yep. that's what he did. Like, yep. Absolutely. All right. Good job, David Wise. What a surprise. He uses my boy. Oh, look, it's more. All right. <laughs> so another David Wise track. This one's yeah. called Amiss Abyss, and it is from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, one of my favorite games of all time, and this is one of my favorite songs, and it's awesome. I, I'm disappointed I still haven't played this game. Let's have a listen. Okay. to get a little bit of that didn't you yeah, <laughs> i end. needed a little bit <laughs> of the accordion you know oh uh, that's great i love how like i tried to go for the mouse and you're kind of like no no it's not your allow time. me <laughs> you're I not insist. ready <laughs> you're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> not ready for mouse um all right jeez what do you think about this song i love it and i was listening to the uh that's the good because it's the track of the week oh, yeah <laughs> That'll sound good with the actual one. Yeah. Um, yeah, sweet. No, I'm happy with this. I'm already going to give you a thumbs up for it. Yeah. Because um, uh, I was listening to just even the harmony, and it's so interesting because it, I mean, it starts off in D minor, mm -hmm. which I love, but then it kind of makes it sound like it's in F major. Oh, okay. kind of starts off like that point, and then it goes back well, to D minor. Well, that's the relative. Yeah. That's the relative, yeah. But it makes it like, almost like the chords and stuff just start based around that. And then brings it back to D minor. It's yep. always like modulating. Yeah. It's really strange, but it, it works. Um, and I really love the instruments that it brings in. This reminds me so much of Donkey Kong Country 2 soundtrack. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but it's like a compilation well, of different... Tropical Freeze is just like the super hyper enhanced version of David Wise's music. Yeah. Like, it's just him 10 years later. Like... I think it just has those like because he went into the the uh, <laughs> the hyperbolic time chamber <laughs> and just practiced that style of music and came out and like here's tropical freeze. <laughs> How good would that be, man, to have a hyperbolic time chamber? It would get abused. For those who don't know what it is, think it's from... about the requirements now for jobs. Yeah. It's because everyone would go into the hyperbolic time chamber and yeah. be a master in a day, yeah. like, and but... everyone would be growing old. 
like before their actual birthdays actually hit. You That's know? true. It would be really screwed up. It would up. mess everyone up. Yeah. For those who don't know, because we're nerding out about Dragon Ball Z, it's basically where like you could go in this uh, another dimension, another realm, and you spend a year in there, and in real time, it's only a day. Yeah, only 24 hours. Yeah, so... Yeah, pretty crazy. I um, wish. I know. That if would only. Be, would, be, would be interesting. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, I'm just going to turn it down just a little bit. Um... Yeah, do you have oh, more to say that about instruments, this track? I mean, like... How nice is it? It's just... It's such a nice palette. I think that's why, again, it reminds me of Donkey Kong Country 2, because it has such a similar palette. Mm. I think that's why I was getting reminded, like, the Ice Cave uh, oh, yeah. one from uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. Yep. And um, just different aspects from that game just come out so nicely in this. Um, yeah. I love how he includes percussion in any of these tracks. They yeah. just, you don't normally imagine it being there, but he puts it in there. Gives it a bit of drive, you know? And I think that's what I'm into. I think yep. he kind of made me into it yep. as I was growing up. Yep. It's really weird. Um, so one thing I wanted to mention with this track that I actually only noticed listening to it this time mm -mm. is I was like, I was thinking about it and I was listening to the instruments and I'm like, it's not particularly watery per se, but you know what is? The deep, dark chords in the background with the synth. Mm. There's like this deep, like, like chords going in the background and it sounds like deep water. Yes. It sounds submerged and that's like carrying it in a sense. Absolutely. It's so interesting. It's like not the melodies here. The melodies are just there for fun and to enjoy. But yeah. really, the, the feeling of the piece is way down in the bass and in the harmony. Yeah, for sure. And again, we're referring to that whole like deep sea kind of thing, that whole unknown. Yeah. Um, but we're not there, but it is still there. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Like it still exists. Yes. It's like anticipating an area that we're not going to access, but we're still in this like upbeat, fun, like yeah. top of the water. Yeah. Kind of part. But underneath is the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It, it's, it's a really very nice cool. It's like you can hear the like... The sea levels. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's, it's, weird. it's like a geography lesson. Yeah. You know. Now it like a yeah, ocean ocean lesson. And I then guess you, you get a say. bit of the accordion and it sounds kind of beachy or piratey. Yeah. And that's like on top of the water. It's kinda of cool. Yeah, this is the one you were mentioning that you could go on like the beach as well, right? Yeah. You go I, like I, underwater and beach and all Yeah, that but kind it's thing. adaptive, like the the music changes. That's cool. Yeah, I, I really like that. Um, you, yeah, dude, you need to play this game. It will blow your mind. It's an HD Donkey Kong Country 2. I'm there. Yep. I am there like Donkey Kong. <laughs> you mean it's on like Donkey Kong? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Let's go I, with that. <laughs> Jeez. All right. We're getting I'm there. I'm there then. like Donkey Chair. <laughs> I'm like, there, like what? <laughs> what? I'm there I'm like... There Donkey chair. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Is that original? Yeah. Are we gonna have to copyright that. That's crazy. <laughs> donkey chair. Donkey chair. It's a Donkey Kong chair. That sounds amazing. Where can I buy that? <laughs> yeah, he's his big like arms would be the armrests. <laughs> Jeez. Sit on Donkey's lap. What are the legs? Uh, they, I mean, they're the seat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the legs, not the seat. <laughs> no, like his legs would be the seat, and then like oh, okay. the calves would be like the thing holding it all up. 
Once it can only be two legs. Yeah, he'd be sitting like this, you know, and then you'd sit on his lap. No, but like, what's going to be back here? His body. No, but I mean, like, because then with two legs, it's just going to topple over. Like at the front. No, well, it'll be designed in a way that makes it stand up. like a spider Donkey Kong. He's doing like, you know, the invisible chair <laughs> exercise, but permanently. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're just going to have like clear legs at the back yeah, so you can't maybe. see them. That's great. All available at, uh, you know, Big W or something. I don't yeah, know. sorry about that. That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that it's only available at Big W. <laughs> sorry, we couldn't get anyone else to... Oh, at man. least we know if it's at Big W, it's going to be sold out before anyone's border. Yep. Which is great. All right, we have the next one. Yep. Plants versus Zombies. I love this game so much for its mm-hmm. soundtrack. And it is Watery Graves. Do you remember the, the composer? Yeah, I'll look it Laura up. Shigihara. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, yeah, we will... Uh, I always like a female composer. There's less of them, so I like whenever we get them. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Plants vs. Zombies. Watery Graves. Let's go. Here we go. heard the full piece by the way i highly recommend you go and listen oh. to it there's a lot more to this song than we just played it's ridiculous there's many sections and it sounds great every single time it's one of those ones that's got like four sections and then like a different section depending on the scenario but we'll yeah. go, go into detail with that firstly i'll get your opinion on it what you like about it well you know what i noticed that like uh, ever since you mentioned that water like sound does not travel well through water mm. Everything echoes in water music. Yeah. And it's just to make it flow more. Like, it's it's interesting that this idea that they had with creating music for water actually has nothing to do with the science behind it. It's more the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. And in this song, too, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of delay and a lot of reverb going on. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, um... So, what do I... I mean, like, yeah, like we're going off... Like, even just the piece of music itself, I love all the different sections of it. One thing, if we're comparing it to uh, the previous two levels in this game, because this kind of happens like world... I guess you'd call it world three. Yeah. Or level three. It's kind of like three, one, three, two, that sort of thing. Um, The first one's kind of like a bit more... Not orchestral, but it's not as jazzy. Yeah. The second one, because it's at night time, is a little bit more the, the creepy aspect. Yeah. And this one is kind of where you get that really evident jazzy aspect. And the first time playing it, I didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. I think that's why it's had such a huge impact on me. Mm-hmm. I just really dig the aesthetic and the instrumentation yeah. that, they've, uh, that she included in this. Um, especially in, like we're mentioning, there's like a second section, I guess you could say, 
where basically in the game, uh, when there's the final wave or when things get really intense, like there's a huge amount of zombies yeah. on the screen, um, that's when this section kind of kicks in. I don't know if you, you'll probably be able to hear it a little bit behind us now with the V section. Um, little aspects like the drums come in, yep. the organ comes in, which, oh, I love when that comes in. It's just so cool with just those chords. Yep. And it's the same thing. It's just got more layers to it. Would this be your pick of the week if you had one? <sighs> I'm trying to think of all the other ones i got here. Um, no. No, it wouldn't. But, but I can't really tell you. like it. I really do like it. It's definitely my pick for Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah. Like, yeah. for sure, if we had to pick one from that. And I like quite a few of the tracks yeah. from that. Um, so, it definitely had to be the pick for that. Well, you know what's interesting? I absolutely love this track. But it's very... It, it's, it's water influence is actually very subtle. There actually isn't yeah. a whole lot of it. But... I still really like it. Yeah. To I, be fair, it's not underwater. It's just like a water section. Yeah, like, I mean, it has a pool, and that's yeah. it. That's the only water aspect to it, and but, water zombies and but stuff. But I think it's worth mentioning, right? Like, because water comes mm. in all different forms, yeah. whether it be a pool or the deepest, darkest ocean. So I think it, it's subtle, but that's because its reference is subtle. Yep. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a pool, not the abyssal depths. So you only need a little bit of water. I mean, it's interesting, too, because, like, I guess they're... Um, yeah, it's a pool, and then, like, they're just keeping it jazzy and upbeat and fun, um, which, like, it's kind of if you relate it to game. water... I mean, it's it, me it meets the uh, the whole theme of the game, right? Yeah. It, it matches that. Um, so, yeah, like you said, like, the, the probably the only real water aspects are the piano... The, with the echo ...strings on there a little bit, because they've got, like, little plucky strings. Yeah. Um, just a few of the percussion aspects. Um... That's all you really need. Yeah. And then just kind of match the jazzy thing. It's kind of like where uh, Mario games now just have like the same <clears throat> jazzy and orchestral aspect. Yeah. But they kind of change it up a little bit depending on the environment. So, yeah. There you go. No, I like it. I like it. Okay. If all right. that wasn't obvious already. Oh, I think you're probably <clears throat> a little bit of a fan of it. <clears throat> nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> all right. So moving on to the next song. This is the last song. But not the least. Mm, this is it the last? I still have one more, remember? I thought you already played me the hidden one. No. Oh, there's another hidden there's one. There's another one. Alright, it's the one. second last one. <laughs> Sorry, man. And not the least. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is from Tales of Zisteria. <clears throat> um, it's called Melody of Water is the Guide in Spiritual Mist. Oh my god, <laughs> what a title. That is a, that is a paragraph. The composer is Goshina. And he does a lot of the great music on this soundtrack. Go Sheena. So this is um, this isn't submerged or anything, but this is a this is a trial based on water. Okay. Um, and so there's there is water, but you're not going into it or anything. But there's water based gotcha. enemies. Blah 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 blah. Interesting. Anyway, so this is definitely very different to the rest of the soundtrack because they hit us with a very nice classical piece. You ready? Yeah, I am.
I feel like I'm just at a concert, like listening to some, you know, Beethoven or like Mozart or something. Like it's just, so nice, isn't it? It's just, it's just nice. Just a brilliant dual piano piece. Mm. And now, you said this was done during a trial. Yes. That's such an interesting, like... Isn't it interesting? But it's kind of cool. I'd like to see it in its context. That'd, that'd be um, really intriguing. Yeah, well, it's one of those songs. <laughs> like, I think I've shown one of these songs before um, on maybe the favorites list. Yep. But um, this plays <coughs> for the entire duration of this trial, including mm. battles and exploring and puzzle solving and everything. It's... This interesting. is... Yeah. And you know what? It works. It's Because it's a very puzzle-centric... Um, dungeon yeah uh it's less about the combat and it's very very cool and obviously there's this part here where it goes into the orchestral version of the same song Inter oh yeah i remember you mentioning that yeah. yeah jeez wow and it gets pretty intense during the orchestral part like when they've got the whole string section going with the brass and everything it sounds very powerful yeah and this is another great example of have a great piece a great like a form mm. baseline song translates perfectly to full orchestra yep like oh for sure yeah you gotta start with that strong bass in order to build anything on yeah. it it's just like building buildings that's all it is construction gotta have a good um what is it the good uh i'm trying to remember that thing from thor ragnarok the thing korg is like <laughs> The, the, um, you know, at the end of the movie, have you seen Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, I have. Yeah, like that, where he's to, but the, uh, as long as the, uh, the strike, like the, the base is, uh, still intact, we can rebuild oh, the new yeah. world. And then he just destroys those, like, <laughs> yeah, nah, it's gone now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy's that's great. A, that's not, that's not happening. That New now. Zealand guy. He's oh, funny. It's so good. My name is Korg. <laughs> I'm made out of rocks, but don't let that intimidate you. I'm totally harmless, unless you're made of scissors. <laughs> Just a little rock, paper, scissors joke there for you. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. Um, He's again, a director, by the way. Did you yeah, know that? Yeah, I do, I do know that. Yeah, it's quite funny. Again, if you, um, if you have the time, listen to the full version of this song. Um, if you like that piano piece, I bet you'll love the orchestral version. If you couldn't quite hear it below, um, below yeah, it us. Yeah, it was going off the chain. I had to turn yeah, it, it down. Yeah, it was going off the chain. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Um, highly recommend one of my favorite tracks from that game, from the series, I'd say. And, yeah. I think it goes to show again that piano was so versatile. Oh, yeah. Um, we've had it in a fire song, and then it's complete opposite element. We've had it in a water aspect. Yep. And, well, you, you bet your ass it fits with ice as well. Yep. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I've got no complaints with this one. It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting, like... Uh, contrast to uh, you know what you would normally have in a water level mm. um, but as you say it works and I can definitely see that it would be it, 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 sometimes it, it works in your favor to go against the norm because it, it makes it really stick out in a, yeah. in a not bad way yeah um, I agree it's nice um, kind of like you know going back off that uh, that fire piano piece from uh, Dark Souls yeah it was original Dark Souls, Dark Souls? yeah yep. Um, yeah, the whole uh, Lord Lord of Cinder. Cinder. Yeah. Mm, that was uh Yeah, different. so different to the rest of the game that it's like, oh my god, and everyone remembers it. Absolutely. Alright. It's good. We are up to our final piece. Indeed. Alright, look away, man. Alright, my eyes prepare are your, Prepare your socks. Yep, my so well, my socks are already off, so you're going to blow my feet off. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be messy. <laughs> Here we go.
Is this like PlayStation 64 era? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. When when the MIDI just quite hasn't gotten there. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you know what this is from? It sounds familiar, but no. Where do, where do you think it's from? A racing game. Yeah. What comes to mind? <sighs> I don't know. It sounds very like happy so it kind of reminds me of like um like mario kart or sonic or something like that mm, what mario else is, kart. is what this a, from mario kart 7 that uh, one that you don't no, like no oh no it's not uh it sounds like woohoo island doesn't it a little it's bit hilarious. um no what was one you mentioned earlier that's on the same console as mario kart 64 what sonic adventure racing no it's, it's not sonic. on Zim <laughs> Nintendo 64 racing game. Oh, Wave Race. Yeah, it is. This is Wave Race, man. It's pretty cool. When else am I going to mention this game? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, When you mentioned it earlier, I'm like, nah, man. And I'm like, (laughs) this is the one I'm like, yeah, so um, I forgot to mention Oh, main title theme. I like, (laughs) yeah, it's the main title. Um, I was literally before the podcast, I was like, dude. I need one guaranteed one. You're not allowed to know what it is. I don't care if you have nine picks. <laughs> I need this in there. Yeah. I don't care what you say. You could say it's the worst one of all time. Couldn't care less. Yeah. It's going in. It's pretty groovy. This one is from Wave Race 64, as we I mentioned. Love when, I love when the harmonized guitars come in. The oh, harmonized so mini good. guitars. <laughs> and it's uh, it's called Main Title. It's by Kazumi Tataka. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I... Don't care what anyone says. I love it. Don't really know why. I mean, it's just groovy. It's just nostalgia. like... Nostalgia. It's... it's Well, I mean, it's not even that nostalgic. I mean, it I never is a really, good piece. I never really played Wave Race that often. I don't even know why I hype it up so much. That is weird. <laughs> it's not even that good of a game. I mean, you just like the good. idea of it. I love it. It's great. It's awesome. And it's just going to be a thing that I'm going to enjoy forever. <laughs> um, I mean, like, when uh, else am I going to mention it? It's very fun. Like... Yeah. It's a very fun track. It's like, um... It's got this level of, like, not necessarily polished to it. Yeah. But I but I feel like it adds to the fun. Yeah. You know? It's, um... It's not perfect, but... That's okay. You know? Yeah. Kind of like Undertale's not perfect, but it's great. For sure. You know? I mean, like, if I was to go into analysis of why I like it, when you think about Wave Race, it really goes for that balance of, like, racing, but also tranquil, relaxing beach environment. Yeah, which is a cool combination to try and mix up, you know? Mm. It's got it's to have that drive, but at the same time, they've just got to be having a good time like they're on a vacation. Absolutely. Nothing better than polygonal races trying to go around <laughs> a track <laughs> with the greatest of difficulty. Um, God, I was bad at that game. Yeah, was, uh, I tried too. it like once or twice and I was like, I'm never playing this ever again. <laughs> when I, I was like, really young. <laughs> I love that like, the, the non-deliberately, the announcer is very uh, um, condescending, I think. It's yeah. just like the, when you're like doing really bad, it's like, oh, like when you're behind a racer, you're only nine seconds behind. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, right. Thanks for the update. He's just being a jerk at that yeah. point. It's like, yeah, I know, I suck. <laughs> Move on to the next round. I love that. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, I don't know why. Wave Race is just one of those games that's like, I, if I could play that all day, I would. But I haven't played it for years. 
Oh man, it's like uh, I think in F Zero, F Zero GX, where it's like you get first place. It's like, all right, first place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then, but then you get second place, and he's like. Second place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Second's pretty good, man. Like, and then it's like, it's like, 19th place. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no difference. No came in 19th place. <laughs> it's like you got some precious drops. <laughs> 19th place. The same emotion as second place. Like, yeah. it's like you're either first or last. <laughs> I just want like random one random position that's like really exciting, like 14th place! <laughs> oh my god, 23! <laughs> that's my number! <laughs> You're the sixth worst racer! <laughs> <laughs> the sixth worst racer. Anyway, it's great. It's kind game. of a tongue twister that. It is. Six worst six worst racer. Six worst racer. Six worst racer. Six worst racer. Jeez. Man, I, I came up with a one-worded tongue twister the other day. Yeah, and I don't even know how it happened, and I can't remember what it is now, so I'm just ruining everyone's time right now by saying I came up with something, but I can't remember it. Oh, okay. But I was trying to say this one word, and I was like, uh, it was probably two words, to be fair, but I was like, I can't do it. Is it just because it's in succession, like you're trying to repeat it over and over? Yeah, and like really trying fit? to say it three times in a row was just like impossible. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I love this game. 10 out of 10. Music's great. 11 out of 10. Um, <laughs> that's all I need to say. I haven't played it for years. Um, probably won't, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's the greatest game of all time. Definitely um, no rose-colored glasses there. <laughs> Man, it's care. an objectively better game than every other game in the world <laughs> and I'm not going to play it again to find out if I'm right <laughs> oh it's great I'm going to try and include it in every single playthrough now. Uh, playthrough, playthrough. Podcast. playthrough of our podcast <laughs> yeah. play along with us let's play 8-bit bards <laughs> um, yeah and this All is right. why I love fusion music Tavern's starting to get a bit empty now oh it is too Everyone's it going is. home. They're sick of us talking about wave rays. Dude, Jeff's still in the corner. What's he doing? <laughs> uh, he's always here. I don't yeah. know why he doesn't go home. I know. He makes me feel uncomfortable. Oh, wait, no. Just I think between he, you and me. I think he's... Does he work here? No, he doesn't work here. No. He's just the bum. Well, I mean, that's a bit presumptuous of you. I'm sorry. Maybe he just <laughs> likes being here. He just All likes, the time. He just likes being... Yeah. <laughs> It's a good way to be, man. He's present. Just, I think we can all take... Just enjoy being. I think we can all take lessons from Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's getting to that time of night, man. I think I gotta go. Yeah, alright. I think my mum's calling me. It's time it's... to pack it up. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for joining us on this water adventure. I really feel like going wave racing now. Yeah, but you won't. I think that's the only thing I've got out <laughs> Yeah, but I won't. That is true. But we should do that. That'd be fun. I mean, us too. I don't, I don't oh, care right. if you're not interested. What, not Jeff? <laughs> no, screw Jeff, man. Well, all right. So, yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it, Jeff. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Just no reaction. <laughs> you see, like, this stomping in the distance, him walking out. Yeah, the, he's the actually, end. like, nine feet tall, but sitting down, he looks normal. <laughs> Good thing he doesn't stand up, but I'm too scared to find out. His head just goes through the roof. Mm. <laughs> that went all over me, you fool! 
god, I feel like Jeff actually stood up there and blew your mind temporarily. <laughs> for those uh, for those at home, I just spilt my energy drink. Yeah, all over so, me. Oh, I'm getting drunk. Oh, Alright, everyone. That's hilarious. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, I hope you enjoyed that. that I'm Cam. Oh, yeah. I'm Jamie. And we are... The 8-Bit Bars. See you guys. Uh, I'm clear. I can't drive home, man. I'm too drunk. <laughs>